Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Joined by the new Chief Executive of Wexford FC and the new Head of Football, uh, John Godkin, and Tony Doyle is the Chief Executive. Good morning to you, Tony. Morning, Alan. Morning, Good morning Alan. to you, John. Morning. All right, so I come to you, Chief Exec. Uh, you're a bit like the Todd Bowley of Wexford FC at the moment. How are you feeling today? Hopefully a bit better than he's feeling this morning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah very good. Um, yeah, we're delighted with, with the progress, Alan. Um, the, the, I said there's, there's been massive interest. Um, a lot of work going on in Ferry Carry Park at the minute, getting ready for it. Um, so we're trying to make, a, an, a, I suppose, it an experience um, Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's face painting for kids, and you know, it's it's, uh, it's going to try and make it a family fair. And, and uh, I know there's uh, there's going to be a lot of young mascots there. And, and we're, I suppose the, the big thing is we have... Um, we're bringing in a big mega barbecue and coffee vans and just uh, and a bit of a surprise, uh, which I, I just, you know, you'd have to pull my fingernails out if I tell you, but it's very exciting. All right, Kate, well, we look forward, we like surprises. Um, look, I was out there when all this began to, to, to start for the, the revamped Wexford FC, and the first thing I noticed when we did the outside broadcast to hurl this was the way the place had been cleaned up because sadly it had fallen into disrepair but no longer. How are, how are the facilities now, Tony, since I last spoke to you about it? Uh, really good, uh, really good. They've improved since then again. Um, we are hoping to have a whole new media um, box um, stand. was hoping to have it for, for tomorrow night but should definitely have it um, in two weeks' time. Mm-hmm. Um, we are meeting with the FAI next Monday uh, with the view of progressing the gym in the building next door. Right. And um, then we're obviously going to try and, and, and turn the upstairs then back into a, a bar for match day and yeah. uh, hopefully get a licence to do that. But even from tomorrow night, people will see a new experience. And before I bring in John Godkin, head of football, I mean, including new colours. So tomorrow, for the first time, Wexford FC will be in purple and gold. Yep, purple and gold with the Wexford crest, um, and uh, it's gone down extremely well. I have to say, there's been, a, you know, there's been, I suppose, massive pluses to it. And uh, look, uh, John will talk to you more on the football side, but we, we're just trying to create this Wexford club and that's what we are uh, representing County Wexford and uh, this, as I said John will fill you in on the progress made on the player side to, to help that Let's talk about the player side then, John. So, uh, look, I, I can sense from you there's a vibe, there's a buzz even in this room at the moment. Within the uh, Wexford FC squad, there are now 11 local lads, is that right? Yeah, there's 11 of the 24-man squad at the moment that are all home-based. from Wexford, yeah. Yeah, home-based, which is great, and some very exciting young kids coming through from the 19 set-up as well, mm-hmm. um, Alan. So, yeah, it's right through the academy. We've got an awful lot of Wexford players back uh, to the academy that had sort of migrated over the last couple of years to Bray, Waterford and Carlo Kilkenny. So it's yeah. right throughout the club, not just the first team. Yeah, one of them is Connor Levingston, who I spoke to many years ago when he was with Wolves and he spoke to Liam over the weekend. Here's what he said. Um, just a bit of everything, really. Obviously, the way they want to do things down here now is, is very like, positive and they want to change the view of Wexford football down here like, and just try and get more Wexford lads yeah, in as well just excited to be a part of it and then obviously personally as well I'm in college and I'm actually on work placement now I'm doing my work placement and then it's Gordy so it kind of, it's kind of just all working out really I'm able to train down here go train a few nights a week and do my work and getting the best of all really so I'm, I'm happy like 
Now he's a, he's a tasty footballer, that lad. Uh, and to get him to move from Bohemians to Exeter FC, that is a major plus for you. How, how did you... Was this you? Well, no, I was involved, but like you wouldn't do anything without the backing of James, who's the manager. So, you know, we would have worked together on this. And, and then Tony as well, because to make these things happen, it's a team of, uh, it's a team effort. Hmm. But uh, knowing Connor and knowing what he brings to Exeter football, knowing his experience, um, he's also from the Gory area, which is an area that probably we haven't had too many, you know... And his brother is there as well. Dara's there as well. Yeah, Dara's there as well. You know, you've Ethan Boyle, yeah, you've young Harry Curtis, Sean Fitz, you have Charlie Heffernan signing now, um, you have Evan Farrell who's still there, Wexford player, um, you have young Caelum Hartnett. You know, if talk I to me a little it. bit about Caelum. There's so much talk about Caelum. He's a very multi-talented sportsman because he's a fantastic hurler as well. Yeah. So uh, this guy is really creating waves, isn't he? How are you, how are you going to keep the pressure off him, John? I think, to be honest, the pressure will be kept off naturally because he's involved as you know now in Irish under 16 and mm. 17 squad which is a major feat for a 15 year old kid mm. um, he's just recently been away to Spain um, and played against Hungary as an under 17 player um, and he's a CBS student so I mean yeah. he's got a good base there as well oh, he has he's in the first team squad he's in the Irish squad um, you know everything at the moment is going uh, well for Caelum but you know we have to be careful as well because he's still only 15 and managing him and managing how he his career progresses is probably key yeah, but there was a 16-year-old played for Paris Saint-Germain the other night, didn't he? He played well, too. Yeah. So age is not a, a barrier No, it's not a barrier. Yeah. I look at he played against St. Pat's in the Senior Cup game, had an assist in the first half, and really made an impression. So um, no age is not a barrier. Tony, what, what sort of expectancy are you putting on James Keddie's shoulders? Because with so much hype, not so much hype, but so much buzz around the place at the moment, you, you went for this guy. Why did you go for him? Um... Good, there was a good few reasons, um, but uh, you, you could actually sense it, the guy's sincerity and, and ambition. And I suppose one of the things we took from 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 the discussions with James was that uh, he saw this as a long term project. And uh, and I think look, people have to uh, I suppose um, dampen their expectations a little bit. Um, James has has come in late. Um, He's assembled a new squad, and uh, I suppose to answer your question, he just needs to be given time, um, and it, it is going to take time to, for, for him to hit the ground running. The match tomorrow, John. Already, uh, we, we just checked 500 tickets, uh, and this is not including season tickets, so there's a buzz about this, and normally a lot of people would just roll up and ramble up to Exeter FC, and, I mean, the best night I can remember there is years ago when they played Derry City, there was over 3,500 there. That would be the dream, wouldn't it, to get the crowds back up to that high number? Yeah, it's actually, it's a dream, but it's also in our plans, that, you know, in the one to three year plans, we, we hope to get Wexford back to the Premier League uh, of League of Ireland so that's an ambition as well as a dream Alan and you know as I said to you maybe in an earlier sort of interview um, Derry City had five and a half thousand this year at home to Hearts in your, or sorry Sligo at home to Hearts this year um, why can't that be a Wexford club in the near future in the next few years so you know we all have ambitions but we have to be realistic about the targets and timelines as well And let's talk about those targets then Tony what, what sort of targets have you set out for all of this? Um, well, I suppose, you know, you know, I suppose I'm, the bottle is always half full with me, so the targets are quite high. But, um, you know, I think realistically, I mean, we're, we're probably looking at um, an attendance of probably around up to 1,500 people um, for Friday. 
Um, and I suppose the, one of the new things that before I forget was the um, the online ticket sales. It's the first time we've introduced that. Yeah, give it a, give it a plug then. Yeah, it's it's been phenomenal, and it just speeds everything how do you up. Go, in the how day. do you access that today? If people listen to us who haven't been to Wexford FC maybe since the very start, and they're they're gonna they're gonna give it a you're gonna get a lot of people going to give this a try tomorrow, John. Mm. Yeah, a lot of people will go, and you're going to get a lot. Some people skeptical as well to say, well, is this is this going to happen? Uh, so this is a golden opportunity to say, yeah, it is going to happen. So talk to me about the online. Yeah, so the online is, is, is working extremely well. I mean, there's a lot of people, I suppose, that aren't on Twitter and Instagram uh, who are probably not aware that they can purchase their tickets online. Um, so you basically just... Google Wexford FC, you'll go into the homepage and uh, you'll see the banner ad at the top, basically click, click on it, it's very easy to use and uh, you can book your tickets there and you get your e- the ticket is emailed to you. Okay. And that can be done. It's all right done. It's done, it's done within a minute or so. It's, it's, yeah. it's very quick. They often say, ask a busy person if you want to get something done. You've had a huge link with North End United you know, Football Club. If I didn't ask the question, they'd say I balked it. I'm not going to balk it. So what is your position with North End now? Um, still manager, Alan, uh, till the end of the season. Um, yeah. That's been communicated to everybody um, back pre-Christmas. So I stay with the club until we finish, hopefully in May and June. Because if it's May and June, it means we've had a successful season. And at that stage, then I transition fully over to Extra FC. And John, not to put, I mean, let, let's ask the question that people want answered. It, it, what do you want from this now? Do you want like it to be a bit like the, the county football and hurling structure, whereby lads still go out and, and, and girls still go out and do their very best for, for their club, and then maybe one or two of them will break through into the county? Is that, is that what you'd like to see happen? A huge link with the Wexford District Football League, yeah. but not to the detriment of one and the benefit of the other? No, we want to benefit Wexford football at all levels, so we have to work together as a team, and we have to work together, uh, you know, with a very, very good structure. Basically, in a nutshell, the structure should be that all Wexford clubs keep their own identity. Yeah. All surrounding Southeast clubs keep their own identity, but they are part and are what I would say links into their yeah. main club, which will be Wexford FC, hopefully. And the Wexford Youth Women's Team being hugely successful. What's happening there? Have, have you established a link with them, Tony? What's happening? Yes, where we have, um, uh, it's it's progressed extremely well, and and Rihanna Jarrett is back with uh, them, so that's another positive. Super, fantastic yeah. news. Yeah, yeah. Wexford again, and and and, and uh, uh, like there was a lot of people looking for Rihanna, and uh, to be fair, her heart was to come back to Wexford, yeah. um, and and she had had a number of approaches, and uh, so in relation to the women's side, we see the women's side all under the one umbrella. Um, yeah. You know, in in b- before the summer, uh, we we hadn't time to do it for the current season because of different registration dates but uh, from next yeah. season we'll all be under the one umbrella OK, wish you well it's exciting times I can sense the buzzing room I'm looking forward to it myself they call it the beautiful game couldn't let it go John You're, you and me are of a similar vintage Chippy Brady's documentary if you haven't seen it, it really is talking about the. Be- I, I was look. You saw him. Pl- I saw him play for Arsenal against Coventry years ago himself, O'Leary and uh, Stapleton, and Brady was something else. Chippy Brady, the beautiful game, the king. Yeah, brilliant. Brought a tear to my eye, Alan, and I remember I was there when he was seventeen and put on the jersey for Ireland the first time at Daly Mount. Yeah. And hopefully I'll be there this year um, when Wexford have a good season as well. So best look to James and all the the squad and everybody involved with the club. Okay, maybe you'll unearth a few Chippy Brady's uh, out in the Wexford FC. We we certainly hope so, Alan. Kick off is at what time tomorrow night? Seven forty-five. Be there and uh, uh, work closely with the stewards as well, etc. Yeah. Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views.